Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for tuning into the Jake Deal Podcast. We're back again with Fab McCracken at Disinfo.com. It's been a couple weeks. I had to go on vacation. I had to. They forced me. I said, I didn't want to. And they're like, no, you're going to Hawaii. And I said, okay. And then... Last week, Thad was being a little bitch. Uh, He'll tell us about it in this episode where we talk about the dangers of narcotics and how this realm might be a hell. And then we get into the Electoral College and some political stuff. I think you'll enjoy it. Let's call Thad. Jake, how you doing, man? Thad, I'm doing good. How are you? Sweet, sweet. Yeah, it's been forever since we talked, like a whole whole two weeks or something, right? It's been so long, and I've missed you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still, I still haven't lost my sarcastic wit. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so you even like going to Hawaii and uh, like a World Series games and shit like that. I didn't get to go to the World Series, son of a bitch. My life is only half awesome. <laughs> oh well, they lost anyway, so I guess at least you have that. But it still would have been pretty fun to go. Yeah, it would have been but, sweet. Uh, how was Hawaii? Hawaii was just the worst. I mean, really? it's just terrible there. I would <laughs> never go, never go. The water's warm and perfect, and uh, the weather's amazing. It's a hell on earth. <laughs> it's going to be kind of weird, though, going from L.A., because you always, already live in a place with, like, nice beaches and uh, <laughs> and really nice weather. So Yeah, it's but, not uh, bad. Yeah, I mean... It's not bad. The, uh, the ocean water I was in in Hawaii was a lot better. It was, like, a lot more clear and a lot warmer. It was pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, good, good times, good times. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so let's uh, so let's let's get 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 down to it. So, we were supposed to do a podcast last week, and I ended up canceling for one of the most ridiculous reasons in the world. Because uh, you're and, a pussy. Uh, <laughs> well, well, uh, it was partially because I got stuck in like two hours of traffic, which really sucked. But the other reason uh, is that. Uh, so this is just ridiculous stories, and if we were going to pick a theme for the night, I guess it would be narcotics and like the darkness that the, the, the head states that that creates. And and is there something pulling the strings behind reality that is creating an alcoholic epidemic and a narcotic epidemic? Yeah, um, it's called the pharmaceutical company and the beer company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 All right, and, and, podcast and, over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, 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 a, in a synchronous, uh, in a synchronous uh, way, too. That uh, some one of the billionaire heads of the company just got it. Just came out that they're going to actually press charges against one of these people today. Uh, one of the guys that was responsible for uh, fentanyl. Um, uh, so yeah, I was like, well, that's at least a step in the right direction. That the biggest uh-huh. drug lords in the country are maybe going to get some kind of justice for creating this epidemic. That's anyway, a big maybe. Yeah, last week, you know, uh, being a spirit medium, I kind of got to take a trip into the sheer bleakness of this epidemic firsthand in the most ridiculous way in the world. So, anyways, I haven't done narcotics in years. Like, I and, and here's the thing: is like I love them, like, and like I completely understand why there's an epidemic because when I was younger, you know, you're just kind of dumber, and and you know, friends of mine were doing oxycon like way back before that was even the rage, uh-huh. and so. I, I did my I did my share of it, and you know it, it just it goes so well with alcohol, and it gives you this like super fucking amazingly peaceful. Like I get it. Really, like, I, under- I understand why there's an epidemic. Like I get it all too well. And in fact, I think that like really, I got sheer dumb fucking luck that I didn't develop a problem when I was younger, and 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 it was lucky because the reason that I didn't probably. And I'm not saying I would have. I might have been smart enough to pull myself out of it, but it was just like when I was dating this one girl. Who obviously who she ended up becoming a drug addict, and but after we broke up, but this is a I mean, happy was, story so far. Oh yeah, no, no, it's <laughs> kind of a bummer, but it's interesting. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, no, which is part of the reason I didn't uh, do a podcast last week. I'm like, you know, it would probably after me going through this shit and then sitting in two hours of traffic probably would have been kind of a bummer of a podcast. Yeah. Um, um, so, anyways. Uh, 
So um, back back in the day, so when I was going through a phase of my life where I maybe would have developed a pill problem, and this is what so many people are dealing with now, I just didn't. We didn't. My my girlfriend and I didn't have a consistent enough hookup. Like we we we'd go through like a pile of pills, and then you know that'd be it. You know, and then we uh. like four months later, <laughs> we would somehow come into other pills. Uh, and it is hilarious too because at one point she was like stealing them from her mom, had a refillable prescription that she was allowed to refill for. But again, you could only get like. You know, you 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 get like ten pills a month, and you know, then we go through them or whatever, and then like a month later or two months later, whenever we, we get them again. So, anyways, that was maybe the only reason I I never developed pill problem because when we get pills, we basically just like burn through them, you know, and mm-hmm. then that'd be it. Um, but I did notice that, and I got smart enough though. I just realized one thing is that when I did pills a couple days in a row. Sometimes that would it would just like like a couple days later after that all of a sudden I'd be in like the worst mood like I mean, like I'd notice like oh shit that's the reason that's like not a good idea to do oh you saw the correlation I, I picked it up and maybe mm. partially because I couldn't just keep doing them because we didn't really have a great supply right uh, but yeah so I noticed it after doing the pills for a while back then I was like oh she oh yeah okay this is why you don't do too many pills because it totally completely backfires on you like and not all the time um, but every now and again it does and and so I hadn't done them in years I'd still every now and again like I said it's like that's another funny weird thing is like it is one of those recreational things like I I could, you could easily give me a bottle of pills, and I would take one or two of them every now and again and enjoy them and mm-hmm. be like, you know, whatever. I don't know if I'll ever do that again, though, after this. So anyway, I wasn't looking for pills, didn't want to do them. It's been like five years since I've taken narcotics. And then I come about them into them in about the most ridiculous way ever, which is my new dealer. Again, didn't go looking for them or anything. Uh, my dealer was my dog, Beck. <laughs> this is how I ended up getting narcotics. My dog, no shit. My dog needed minor surgery, and uh, to get a growth removed, and so they gave him some pain pills. And they're they're just like, okay, give him like either quarter or half for a whole pill, once or twice a day. We chopped him into a quarter. Every time we gave our dog one of these pills, like you could see it instantly. Quarter for you, quarter for me, quarter for you, <laughs> half for me. This didn't even this didn't even occur to me. So you could see it instantly. Like you give my dog. My dog is an eleven a pound little black pug like he's a skinny pug too he's not he's like a small for a pug uh-huh. and so you give him you give him this pills and you can see it like instantly like he would take him the one time it was where he just kind of like stared at the wall you could see you could like see the drugs kick in like in his face and so you know because of that and he didn't seem to be much pain we, we didn't give him very many of these so then like a week or so later i took a couple days off and i'm one of the first days off i'm like eating breakfast and i see these pills on the table and i'm just like Huh, pain pills. Uh, and so I go and look downstairs. I'm like, what are these? I'm like, they're straight up narcotics. When I look up what it is, it's tramadol, which is a narcotic I'd never tried it before. But it's like they totally prescribe it to humans too. It's not like some doggy drug. It's straight up narcotics. And so I was like, oh, cool. Why have been done that? Years that would be kind of fun. I wonder how many there's left. Eight and a half of these pills are left. They prescribed my fucking 11-pound dog 10 50-milligram tramadol. He, he used one and a half of them, right? And it's like, what is going – you wonder why there's an opioid epidemic in this country? They're completely – for minor surgery, they gave my 11-pound dog yeah. a pack of 10 fucking pills. So, of course – Hey, we got a surplus like, of these pills, man. We got to move these pills. Give that dog what? 20. So I was just like, oh, oh, okay, what the fuck? So I did, you know, I did like one and a half one night. Again, they're like pills from my lemon pound dog. I wasn't even thinking it was going to do much because I, I didn't like <laughs> yeah. look up the doses. No, I was fucking absolutely wasted, like completely like off my Now, shit. were you uh, drinking I, at the same time or just the pills by itself? Yeah, drinking, but only a couple drinks. Like, you know, because that is like with pills, it is weird. Like pills don't really do that much, but then you have one or two drinks and all of a sudden you're just like... Yeah. You just yeah, you just feel great. Have you ever done like narcotics before? No, I stayed away from that stuff. It was never my uh, my bag. Plus, I had a friend who uh, OD'd and died from uh, Jack Daniels and OxyContin uh, like ten oh, years ago. Yeah. So I was always like, "Fuck that noise." Yeah, I know, and don't, and that's the moral of the story. Believe me, <laughs> this, that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> so, anyways, it was fun. Whatever I did it, but it was it was fucked up because I did some more the next day. I was not expecting it to last for days. Like, and, and just like we were talking about, like booze, my body has just lost all ability to party whatsoever. Uh, and so I was fucked up for days, and I took another one the next day, which I wouldn't didn't. And so again, I was it wasn't, but I didn't feel better. I think you know you feel kind of good on this shit. Like it, it kind of like lasts and it gives you a good kind of you're like oh you know I'm kind of happy and really relaxed. But I was for like three. 
or four days. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not, I, I, I still have tons of these left, right? but I'm like, I'm not going to do any again. And then like, I did one more in like August, the same thing. It's just like, yeah, I, 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 I you know, it was, it was just kind of fun. No big deal. I mm-hmm. felt it, you know, maybe one more day was no big deal. Okay. So this last time my wife was, uh, uh, out of the house one on a Saturday, and I'm just like, yeah, what the fuck, take a pill. And then, you know, came you know, fun. Watched uh, like five episodes of Broad City, which the new season of that is amazing. If you haven't seen that, especially there's a mushroom episode on that that you really need to watch. Broad again, City, what's Broad City? Broad City, you know what Broad City is? Okay, Broad City is a show on Comedy Central. It's two uh, women comedians, Alana Glazer, and I'm trying to remember the other one's name. Uh, just look it up. Yeah, no, really. Alana really Glazer. Yeah, Alana Glazer is one of the women who is in it, and the other one I don't remember. Abby. Alana Glazer. I've heard of Nikki Glazer. No, no, yeah, no. It's just you, you can Google Broad City. It's really good. They're, they're total. It's total soda comedy too. It's like these people had all, and they did a mushroom episode where it goes into all this animation. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Actually, one of the more accurate depictions of mushrooms that I've, I've, <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah. So, all no, right. Anyways, I watched it. I highly recommend it. Yeah. If you've never seen Broad City, go. Yeah. But it's just comedy stuff. So yeah, go look it up. Really, really good. And you can like watch a few episodes. You know, it's not like sequential. You wouldn't really have to like. It's not something you have to get in, get into. You know, Got it. So you're high on pills watching. Broad City. Hi, folks. No, good time. Okay, so no big deal. Same thing. You know, it's just like, okay, that was sort of fun. Uh, the next day, I'm still kind of out of it, sort of fun. I have to go back to work on Monday. I am still fucked up on these pills. And now these things have, like, completely turned on me. Like I said, like, I am in the worst, like, lowest, most depressed mood ever. I am, And then I become, like, we were super fucking crazy. You guys were had. best friends, and then you asked it to help you move. Yeah. And it was like, fuck you, Thad. This, this I ain't helping you with up. shit, dude. This no, no, this shit turned on me worse than like I, a drug has turned on me in ages. It was worse than alcohol. And so for like four straight days, four, thank God I had taken Friday off. For like four straight days, like last week at work, I was just like in the most fucked up, dark, depressed mood I have been in in years. And it was just like this seeing the heart of the blackness of the opioid. And this is, again, this is, again, how pathetic my body is at this point, too, because, like, one fucking pill, man, one fucking pill for my... It's like a 50-milligram trauma gun, which I know is nothing. But this, like, completely fucked me up for an entire week, led to, the, like, the, the lowest depression. And that's the thing is, I don't really... I don't struggle with depression that much anymore. Like, this is not something that's, like... I, I, I always... How have... serious was it? Were you starting to put on black eyeliner? Well, yes. Yeah, no. Oh God! You know what's hilarious about it too is yeah, actually uh, last Saturday. Then after this whole week of being like super depressed, uh, basically because you know and fucking like junk sick depressed from taking one goddamn pill. And yeah, it's like the sheer bleakness and the lowness of it was just. Uh, I, I'll go into a little bit of that more because again, there was there's a spiritual aspect of this, which was just confronting this like awful demonic uh, mind space, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, which I'll go into in a second. But what's funny, you were talking about wearing the eyeliner. Um, actually, after doing this, I. On Saturday, we went inside Depeche Mode, uh, and like I'm not a big Depeche Mode fan. My wife loves them, yeah. but it was kind of funny. It's like, oh, and it's like really depressing. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Fans. I have I in sixth grade, Depeche Mode was my favorite band, and I'd never seen them. And I went to see them, um, I think Monday, like, um, like last Monday or so. And mm-hmm. um, I, uh, it's it's their songs are still great. But there is a certain level of old man creepiness to their set, for sure. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, my point is, they're always, I mean, that guy has struggled with heroin and whatnot, too. And and they're such a kind of mopey, you know, heroin darkness band. But <laughs> I actually thought they were great. And, like, I'm not a yeah. fan of them. Like, that's the thing. is like, I recognize, I think, four of the, like, 20 songs that they play. Oh, really? <laughs> I knew a lot of them. I love their songs. But still, like, when a guy's over 60 is grabbing his dick, I can't take you seriously. I just started laughing. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. My my wife my wife warned me. She's like, David Kahn shakes his ass, you know, and as advertised. It's uh yeah. Were you, were you like right up close though? Because I was, I guess, a little bit higher. Maybe I mean. I no, no, no. I was pretty team. far. I was, I was, I wasn't close at all. But it was still kind of silly. I was still laughing my ass off. I just thought it was fun. I thought it was. I was actually pretty impressed. Like I'm not like. A oh yeah, I, I mean, like I said, musically, uh, they're great. I, but antics wise, I was like, I was, I thought it was a little silly. I'm like, come on, man. But what's funny is you actually go to this. That's like the first time I've been to a stadium show. I, I don't even remember. I think like maybe 2001 or something. I saw the shins. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. In key arena, like, and it was like that. Yeah, it's, it's been forever. So it was, it was fun. But uh, so anyways, after my week of really dark, depressing heroin bullshit. You put on eyeliner and went to go see Depeche Mode, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, these are my people. <laughs> you went to the gallery, and the irony wasn't lost on me, you know. And now I'm watching this kind of, like, mopey uh, heroin band. Mopey. Always... This mopey heroin band. Well, they, they, well, how else would you? I mean, they're very dancey, too. But, like, let's face it. Let's not pretend that Depeche Mode is a kind of mopey goth. <laughs> It's mopey. I would have never described him as mopey. That's funny. <laughs> and, you know, mopey isn't really my thing, but uh, as far as music goes. But anyway, so, yeah, so completely bleak. And that's why I even kept the podcast. I'm probably still going to do the podcast last week, though, but uh, you uh, actually it was getting it caught in traffic. I had some other shit to do. I was like, okay, fuck this. This is worthless. Uh, yeah, this podcast anyway. is worthless. Thanks a lot, fat. I need some pills now. <laughs> it was worthless when I'd uh, been like junk sick all week and like yeah. fucked up on pills but like knowing with me though it's just like it, it was just like a glimpse into like cause this has inspired so many so much music we were talking about the mode and like i grew up in the 90s like this whole darkness that is created by this awful you know uh depressive force that is caused uh, it, 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 it was it was like holy shit like the epidemic they were experiencing it was like having how bleak this is and, and I'm not even getting a taste of it. Like, you know, I'm not an addict or anything, but it was fucked up. Like, I, I, like I said, I don't – I get depressed. Sometimes I get depressed for like a day, and it'll just go away. This was absolutely four straight days of being like severely fucking depressed. And like – and I can tell – let's talk about the meditative standpoint. So what were the lows? Like what were you – what were you really feeling? Well, I mean, here's 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 another thing. Here's another thing that's interesting about depression, and I'll go into the visionary aspect of it too, because there was a visionary aspect of it, which is pretty fascinating. Um, but uh, here's the thing about it's interesting. I've struggled with depression my whole life, just acute bouts of it. Though I'm not like the kind of person that gets like I'll be like depressed for like a really long time or anything. I'll just get like severe depressive bouts every now and again. And honestly. In the last, like, five years or so, it hasn't been that bad, and it's gotten progressively better. It doesn't happen that often. But it wasn't until I was about 25 or so that I realized – because depression is an interesting thing. Because it, from a scientific perspective, we're now looking at it for, from, like, a chemical imbalance standpoint, which clearly last week, that was an aspect. Like, yeah. I was largely depressed last week because of me fucking with my brain chemistry and taking narcotics. Um, and, and But there's also this aspect of – with me in depression, and I never get depressed when I'm not at work. And it took me to be like age 25 to realize this. It's like, oh, wait, I don't get depressed when I'm not working a day job. That's not a thing that happens. So I don't really suffer from depression. I suffer from capitalism. You know, it's like I suffer from the fact that I'm a basically a wage slave. And I You're a cog in a system, and you want to break yeah, free of yeah, the system, yeah. man. And I'm not making this up. Like, I don't, like, when I talk about, yeah, I've suffered depression all my life. It's like, yeah, I mean, when I've been working day jobs, like, and that's, like, that's when I get, and so that was it. It's like, I took this fucking pill that fucked my brain chemistry, and then I was, like, super busy at my shitty day job, and it just, like, fucking threw me down that wormhole of awfulness. And 
Yeah, that's funny that uh, like the drugs that are legal keep you complacent or keep you productive. Like beer or whatever will just keep you dumb and like, well, yeah, well, I'll take the edge off. And then caffeine or uppers will let you be more productive while you're in the cog of the machine or being the cog of the machine. I was thinking about that today. It was like we we get so burdened with having to pay rent and never having enough savings that we don't have time to be engaged in any kind of democratic really activity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, how about, yeah, no, this is exactly, and, and, and we don't talk about this enough with all the fucked up things. That, that is the problem with politics in general. It's like, we are so busy just fucking doing the dumb shit that it takes to exist in our world, working all the time. And then the thing is, when you work all the time, you got to fucking relax. You can't just work all the time, man. You got to like, you know, in your free time, you, you can't just like run yourself ragged working these stupid jobs and then just be like, yeah, oh yeah. And then after that, I'm going to go like feed the homeless and, you know, and I'm going to go fix politics or whatever, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which no, is a yeah. lot harder to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not only Feeding that, the homeless. Someone... I could do that as soon as this podcast is fucking over. <laughs> but how, how are you supposed to do this when you have no time? And, man, I don't even have fucking kids. That's the thing is I don't even have kids. Right? Yeah, right? And, and, you know, and a lot of people have, like, multiple kids, you know. And, and and with me, though, being an artist, it's like, so I work a day job, and then I'm running a website in my free time, and I'm working on an album, and I'm, uh, you know, working on another book. And and so I mean you you have no time like I don't have yeah you can't count on people to stay informed and really look at the issues when they have a million things going on that's why people get their news on Facebook and believe whatever fucking bullshit comes across their way absolutely and it's like we've been made completely complacent and I am just as guilty as this anyone because on the weekends you're I mean yeah. Oh, I'm going to go fix the democracy, or do I want to watch a fucking football game? You know, I'm going to go with football. You know, or do you want to go to a passion Mode concert? You know, because you're right. You can't just fucking work all the time. You need to relax. And so in the midst of working and relax, in like what time do you have to do anything else, really? You know, you have time to work on some of your hobbies. But yeah, exactly. We are, and that's exactly the problem, is that we are all forced into this complacency by this wage slavery that we're essentially all immune to, you know, and it's, or not all immune to, but all kind of entrapped into for the Mm -hmm. most part and so yeah no i mean i think that is more (laughs) the problem with politics than anything and i think it would take a movement of i think people with a certain level of privilege to drop out of society and sort of just actually try and fix issues you know it's like the people that can actually afford to do that because most people absolutely can't god knows i couldn't um yeah okay so (laughs) and not only that and on top of this and this is what i was saying like okay first of all I, I had these visions years ago after I did Mushroom Rituals when I'm working on this book that I'm currently putting out. Uh, well, I'm per- currently finishing, finishing up. God, it probably won't come out to like 2019 or something like that because I'm going to try and finish this album I'm working on first. But anyway, so I, one day when I was going to go into uh, writing this book, it was sort of in the dream. It, I had this visionary kind of deluge the night before and it was just told me over and over again like you're in hell you're in hell you're in hell like over and over again like that's what you need to write about this is what the first chapter in your new book is supposed to be about is the idea that you're in hell which would seem like a depressing concept but it is a book about my contact with an ancient uh demonic form of intelligence right Uh and so and again this seems depressing but it's actually it's not that depressing it means like you know how fucked up things are here it's not that bad everywhere else. Like you are, you know why things look so fucking crazy and fucked up? It's like it's because things aren't that you're you're like in one of the lower realms. There are higher, better dimensions where things aren't as fucked up as they are down there. Uh, and you're you talking know, about and, Earth, the Earth plane yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Earth plane, the human reality, the uh, the reality of humanity uh, currently, right? And what's so fucking funny? Funny is like. Of course, you, I, I was doing these rituals, and I'm putting my trance state, and I'm like, you know, hoping, <laughs> hoping to like get my. And this was in 2015, and you know, this is when I had this message. It's like, dude, you're you're in hell. Like that's what's going on. And then like two years later, look at like what's going on politically. Also, like the website. I'm now running the website that I was writing for that was doing really well. That like completely like went to fucking shit. I got a new day job that like took way more of my time. It was actually a better job. So it was like this thing. Like what I wanted to happen. After that message, like, went in the complete opposite direction of what I thought it would happen. And then with everything that's gone on politically, I mean, again, it's like I'm a, I'm a seer. They were, they were just – it seems like a negative message, but it was sort of just telling me which way the wind was blowing. Like, yeah, you know, I know you're optimistic and shit like that, but actually <laughs> – like, Actually, you're in hell. 
Yeah, actually, you're in hell. Yeah, so, so you know, that, that's right. So, but anyways, this is just, and this is a, a classic concept of, you know, magic and, and sorcery. This is what it's talked about. These are lower realms. It comes from astral projection, which is the concept that there are higher realms, which we would call heaven, heavenly or whatever, the heavens, which is, you know, metaphorically represented in the stars. Uh, in, the, in what we what we call the heavens, which is a metaphorical representation for the higher astral realms that exist, which I've sort of experienced to a certain extent through experimenting with astral projection. But anyways, so other visions have been this continual thing, showing me that these demonic forms of intelligence are controlling us through things like booze and pills. And then, you know, specifically, you know, narcotics. And then so last week, we can go into the kind of visionary aspect of this, because this is, in my mind, the most interesting part. And what was utterly brutal to handle. And, 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 this, and this is, again, why people don't like spirituality. Like, people don't want really hard spirituality. It's really difficult to market, because like I said, um, it's say you're looking around a corner and you see that there's a tiger there. That might be the reality of what's going on in your spirit life. But if you have that experience and it's telling you, Hey, there's a tiger in there. Don't go in that direction. That's going to be a very unpleasant experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's necessarily demonic or evil. It's just like, Hey, I mean, this is your existing a larger spirituality. You can't expect, especially in the world that we live in, you can't expect that when you go into these States, that what you're going to hear is like, Oh man, everything's great and awesome. If they're going to be honest with you and you're like looking into another reality, you're going to see things that are unpleasant and suck a lot of time, mm-hmm. especially living in the world that we live in. Um, so <laughs> with that in mind, so yeah, on Monday night when I was and, and then the other thing about being when I said I was still fucked up, I was depressed and I could still feel this shit. Like I was still drugged. Like I could I was still feeling sort of buzz, which also sucked. Because <laughs> it's like I want I just want this want this to go away. And I can see why so many people in that situation and I had more pills would have just taken more pills to to make it stop. But I'm like, oh my God, I want this to go the fuck away and I want it yeah. to to get I am not taking any more of this because that's eventually just going to make it worse. Um but I'm smart enough to deal with this, but I think a lot of people when they're in this deep estate and it was bad would absolutely rather just take the easy way out and just keep riding the high uh oh so, for sure yeah and, and you can see exactly why this is so addictive I'm like like again there's no mystery to me why america has an opioid problem i have enough experience with this stuff and, and i have never even gone close to the edge with this stuff like not even close uh so anyways on monday night i put myself in this trance state and it was just brutal and it because this is what i referenced i had a really weird vision i guess it was about six months ago and in this vision there was me, and I was sort of like, and again, it was this, this kind of concept of higher and lower dimensions. And I was kind of like this half, um, half kind of dark entity, light entity, and there was these other kind of more dark entities by me, kind of like lower dimensional realms. And then all of a sudden, this angelic form, and literally just straight up like angelic form comes out, it flies out of the sky. And it rips its face off. And when it rips its face off, this pure visionary sentient light pours out of its face and just envelops both me and these other two entities. And it is absolutely horrifying. And it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's horrifying in the way that – and that's what's so funny. These other two kind of purely dark entities could not handle it and just absolutely cowered away from it. And I cowered away from it. Like, fuck it, we out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so I covered away from it as well. And what I realized, though, is that there was nothing inherently evil about this beam of energy that was coming at us. It was just that it was horrifying because it was so beyond our understanding. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, and it was kind of like a psychedelic experience. It was like it was terrifying because it was so alien. Yeah, unknown. I, yeah, the unknown is always usually pretty scary. Exactly. And and this is what's so funny, too, is is that we like to we, – we're the fallacy in, in our, our kind of religious thought is interpreting these concepts and saying it's a battle between good and evil, and that's not really it at all. And, you know, and, and, and you're right. There was like this horror in this angelic entity that sprayed us with this preternatural living – sentient art, you know, and it was, so these other things cowered away from it. I cowered away from it, and it was, it was like this terrifying experience of being, like, absolutely consumed with this living light, and, and, and yet I was, like, in it for a while, scared, like, this is horrifying, and all of a sudden I started realizing this. It was like, oh, this isn't actually, like, evil or anything like that. It's, it's not it's, meant to hurt you? Maybe it was meant to uh, show you something or have you learned yeah, something? Exactly. It, it's not meant to hurt me. It's just 
completely so alien to me. It's disorienting me, which is scaring me. Yeah, that's kind of like how I got over my fear doing D&D. Yeah, I kind of yeah, had yeah. that same realization where I was like, okay, I'm going to see some crazy shit, and it could be scary, but nothing that I'm going to see or experience is there to hurt me. It's only there to help me learn or guide me through, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, one thing, I guess I'll bring it up now, but one thing I've learned, uh, it was the one time I've only done farmawaska, which is just, I think we talked about this before, just the chemicals of ayahuasca that you take in like a capsule form instead of a tea. Um, so DMT is, you know, the active drug, but you also take the thing that makes you be able to digest DMT in your system. And on that trip in particular, it got really crazy and really intense. I didn't bring back a lot of a, a lot from it because most of the time I just felt like uh, it was just overwhelming. It felt like um, when, yeah. when the TV goes like... You know, and it, like a loud TV that, that has. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. No input, yeah. uh, except for not black and white, but solid like colors. And so a lot of it was like that, and it was just overwhelming. I, I wanted to pass out. I'm like, I've, I just, oh, God, let me pass out. I can't fucking handle this. But um, one of the things I took away from that experience was that I was kind of shown or I, I had the understanding of the only difference between heaven and hell is perception. So yeah. let's say, like, to describe it to people, how, how I say is, let's just say, for the sake of argument, heaven is clouds and shit. It's not, but let's just say that. Now, mm-hmm. let's say you are terrified of heights and you hate clouds. Well, then yeah. heaven wouldn't be much of a heaven, would it? It's true. Absolutely true. Yeah, no. And, and you know what's interesting is when I talk about this realm being hell, yeah, no, and it's all about it. It's subjective. You know, it, it, it's interesting because it was later clarified to me that that's a metaphor. But, God, this, this message has been going back to my psychic space way before when I was just talking about the after the ritual vision. But it was told to me, like, you know, it's like more like purgatory. And it is. That's what's so interesting about this reality in our world is, like, heaven and hell do, in fact, both exist in the human condition, essentially. There are people having these ecstatic, like, sexual experiences and, and you know, living their lives, playing in front of enormous crowds and, you know, having everybody kiss their ass all the time. And then there's, you know, people getting their legs blown off in war, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah. It literally all does exist in the context of the human narrative. And, and so it is kind of more like a purgatory. But then again, I get the concept of looking at hell is more look like again. I mean, if you if you if you can convince the prisoners that there's nothing outside of the prison, you don't even really have to build walls or hire guards. You know, <laughs> and like on a conspiracy level, I, I just think there's something like that. We our materialism is this. Inbe- thing oh, that's like that is. scene in V from Vendetta, right? Yeah, well, sort of. Yeah, but this is kind of what I think about reality. It's like people don't even recognize that there is a larger reality like we think this is it and this message that you're in hell is like this is like one of the lower like stupid shitty realms <laughs> like and you guys think that this is like the shit right yeah you know? that's one of the reasons why i used to do dmt once a month is to remind myself of that fact and to yeah. also shed the shell of fear that you grow in this realm i i agree completely i agree completely so, oh, so okay. So, anyways, yeah, the vision—the vision isn't done. So, anyways, the angelic being beams this vision of light. Uh, the other entities can't handle it. I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm starting to get it. It's not evil, but man, is it? So I like adjust to this light. And when I do, it is then essentially shown to me like an image of my soul, and my soul is this like teeny light, this this light 
kind of inside of this huge black kind of crackling energy. And what it's showing me, and, and it was communicated in, in terms that I thought was cheesy. It's like, that's your hope, and your hope is essentially completely surrounded by this kind of lower dimensional black darkness. Like, like it's still there, it's there, but like you have been so kind of consumed by the lower realm uh, that, you know, and, you know, it, it's like you have this light inside of you you can use, but it is, your hope has been broken. Like, this is what essentially what they were showing me. And again, it was just like, oh, oh, okay. And yet it didn't come across as sinister in that essence, but you still wake up and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, that pleasant vision when it's shown that the lower realms have essentially broken you in a way. You know, I guess on the positive side, they're saying, hey, you still have that light inside of you. You know, it's just uh -huh. you have to yeah. get in touch with it, whatever. And so in the midst of me being completely fucked up on narcotics, I then that is just like thrown in my face, like and, and the way the way it was communicated to is like, yeah, we broke your back, <laughs> you know, it's like you we we broke you, you know, essentially, like that's that's what happened, you know, and it's just like again, don't expect it's gonna be roses, <laughs> and, and when you're in this huge depressive state, and then you're dealing with having an experience where again they're just kind of showing you, oh yeah, you know, we completely like broke your back spiritually. Like you are you have been so consumed by this lower realm that that is what you are. And so how do you get out of that? And again you would see this as negative, but I'm like, well it is. Simultaneously they're at least showing me that and saying, hey, this is uh were you aware of this? You can at least have a fighting chance of doing something about this problem that they're showing that you had, whereas you didn't know that this was your reality. I mean, then you're never going to even be able to fight it or do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So at least you have to know what a problem is. Yeah, you have to. It. You have to know an enemy before you can fight it, for sure. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? At the same time, it's like, what is what? I mean, they are right. I mean, society has broken me. I am a fucking wage slave that gets up and fucking commutes to work and fucking traffic and works all fucking. You know exactly what we we're talking about. Yeah. We have you have no energy left to go out and you know I, I try and do what i can by you know running a website and you know at least you know people like this and people are like trust me i'm not doing that shit for money that's and, it, and if, the other funny thing about running this info is like because i'm not even getting paid to do this it's like i if if our reality wasn't as fucked up as it was right now i probably wouldn't have done it because it, it was just like a weird opportunity that came out of nowhere and it was just like well i mean what is this it's like, <laughs> I like this info, and it'd be really sad, especially with Saturday on out, but I'm not getting paid. The reason I did it was because, like, our, our world is so fucked up right now. Like, <laughs> if there's anything that I can do to yeah, uh, anyway, it's funny that you bring really, this I up. I really fucking do it. You know? I, was just, like, I was just kind of reading about this. Um, I, I was reading about this in a Noam Chomsky book, something about the what's called the excess of democracy, and that the leaders or the masters of men, so-called, I think John Adams said that, put it that way the masters of men uh they are afraid of democracy and so you know when people have yeah. more free time they become more educated and in that they can become more organized and become more politically active and um and the ruling class doesn't want that they want you docile and it, it goes for um both uh republicans and democrats i wrote it down here in my notes i just looked it up it was uh nixon uh, I think it's I think it's Nixon put up the Powell memorandum memorandum in 1971, which uh, talks about trying to, uh, you know, constrain democracy. And the same thing with Carter It was the Carter Trilateral Commission. And you can look these up and they talk about trying to um, deescalate uh, democracy in the nation. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, no, no it, and it's still going on today with the fucking gerrymandering. Oh, man, what's going on, Paul? Oh, you know so what I've been thinking about that's been pissing me off? I almost posted it on a Facebook today, is that anybody who ag agrees with keeping the Electoral College is fucking brainwashed. I saw oh. a friend who posted, like, oh, man, people who, uh, who want to get rid of the Electoral College don't know what they're talking about. You, you, I mean, true democracy would be, um, you know, a, a tragedy or just a, a horror show. I don't know. I forget. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But it, whatever he said, it wasn't yeah. good. I'm like, you have been brainwashed by a ruling class. You have been brainwashed to think that people above you know better for— uh, uh, for you than you do, um, and that's not true. And I know the arguments of, well, you know, if we have uh, get rid of the electoral college, then you know the liberals will uh, be the majority and those overrun everything, and which is bullshit because the majority in the country doesn't even fucking vote. 
So, and maybe that's because they feel in disenfranchised and they feel like their vote doesn't matter because guess what? In a lot of states, it doesn't. If you're Republican in California, fuck off. It's not going to matter. If you're a Democrat yeah. in Alabama, fuck off, dude. Your vote doesn't fucking matter in those states. Yeah, no shit. No, it's, it's awful, man. And, oh, God, the electoral college, yeah. No, and, and here, here's what. How the fuck did we not fix the electoral college in the 16 years after the year 2000? Like, how the fuck did that not happen? That was the only reason the worst president in history ever happened was because of the goddamn electoral college. What? That's like, that's, that's why we had the worst president in history. And, and you know, that's the worst political dream of our time, which nobody even denies. Well, the elect- electoral college is only there to protect the wealthy and property owners of the country. Since the beginning, slave owners worried about the underclass rising up and taking away their shit. So they the invent the electoral college. So just in case they elect someone that was crazy, i.e. Trump, if they wanted to, the, the electors don't have to follow the votes. Yeah. How fucked yeah. is that? Well, it, it, the Electoral College, you're right, became such a spectacular failure. That, I mean, in 2016, it was just thrown in her face because what it was, what the Electoral College was designed to do was to prevent someone like Donald Trump, and it did the exact opposite of what it was designed to do. Well, if you think about get, it, maybe, yeah. maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, because, like I said, what the Electoral College was meant to do was protect um, the ruling class and and yeah. property owners. And what has Trump done except for just hand over? Uh, the government to the ruling class. Like, his first thing was just like, drain the swamp, but then let me put Steve Mnuchin in for Treasury Secretary, this Goldman Sachs fuck. Um, you know, it's the same oh. old shit. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I agree. It, but, but, but what I'm talking about when it did the exact opposite of what it's supposed to do is, you're right, it's supposed to protect the wealthy slave owners. But my point is, are you or not this? Are you really protecting them when you let a complete fucking guy with mental problems? And it did have the, the electoral college did have that other supposed function that we think people the plebes are stupid and the plebes might elect somebody who's fucking insane, right? And so this is our right. This is our safeguard in case the plebes elect a complete fucking idiot lunatic. And so that is another thing that the electoral college is supposed to do. And it did the exact opposite of that. It is the exact thing that allowed a fucking idiot to elect a crazy. Well, person. I think maybe yeah. it's because the ruling class and the masses of men, the people who have you know all the money, uh, those people were still donating to Trump's campaign. Um, these people still like, you know, have ties to, I'm sure whoever the electors are, I'm sure their electors get their orders their marching orders from somebody. Um, you know, I mean, that's a little bit of a conspiracy, but that's the way it goes. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the billionaires are playing both sides and, and, but, but at the simultaneously, and this is continuing too, it's like, there are certain billionaires. Like I said, there's two kinds of billionaires. There are centrist billionaires, and there's cuckoo bananas right-wing billionaires. And that's why we have a centrist party and a cuckoo bananas right-wing party. And the problem is, like, the fucking batshit right-wing people, I mean, they, they're propaganda. They have been running this propaganda game so well, so long for so strong that it's just, I mean, and, I mean, it's like, this isn't like there is, like, you can't deny that Fox News and Breitbart and, like, well, yeah, but, this, but, like but, it's like, this shit's all, I mean, and, and, like, I see this firsthand in my feed. Like, I see all these people just, like, regurgitating this shit. Like, so that stuff is unfortunately effective, and we intentionally gutted the laws that were supposed to prevent that. And, yeah, and and now we get, like, Las Vegas conspiracy theory. That's what we were going to talk about last week. <laughs> uh, yeah. The article I wrote about that shit, and we can talk about that a little bit now. And, like, my point is, like, after Las Vegas happened, Tuesday, I'm looking at my fucking feed. And this is what's so bizarre about this to me is, like, so many of my fans are into this stuff. I, I I, I, I and because and a lot of it, God, is so like there's such a tie between right wing and the occult at this point, which is so fucking creepy and weird. And then it's always been there. Really? The yeah. Oh no, it's so fucked up, man. Like, yeah, it's so fucked up. Like, and, and all yeah, I know I about is that uh, that that meeting in the woods that happens every year up in like Northern California or something. Oh yeah, the Bohemian Grove. Well, well, like um, so Steve Bannon. Yeah, that was just what fucking nonsense. Jesus Christ! It's like that's like some summer camp bullshit. <laughs> and I agree. I, I, I agree, and it's creepy. But I mean, it's come on. Like these rich people get together. It's and they, they it's like, it's Halloween for rich fucks. Yeah, it's Halloween for rich fucks. And the creepiest thing about Bohemian Grove is that no women are allowed. Like it's that this marketing huge like rich people network. Just a one thing. big rich circle jerk. This is bullshit. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Like that's I'm sorry, like the occult ritual thing, like that's not the creepiest thing about If I'm gonna go to some rich occult ritual, I want some uh eyes wide shut type orgy shit, man. Those <laughs> Yo, chicks man, were hot. I was just talking about this the other day. I love the movie Eyes Wide Shut, and yet at the same time it is like these days, it hasn't aged well because the whole – well, I mean, let's face it. The, the satanic panic of the 80s has now morphed into the Illuminati panic of the or 2000s, the 2017s. You know, I mean, it is – and it's like what's amazing is I've seen some writers that I respect completely fall. Like people that write about how stupid the satanic panic was because they're older than I am and they remember it better than I do. And then they're literally like, oh, well, that was all a bunch of total bullshit. But, oh, no, this Illumina- there is an Illuminati and they're clearly running the world. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's the exact same goddamn thing. It's all fucking Christian propaganda. No, guess what? Fucking we- you committed genocide against the goddamn shamans. You committed – you fucking wiped out the occult. It is a complete fucking joke. The occult is a oh, joke. it's kind of like when – People like when right wing Christians say like they're the pers- persecuted ones. Like, are you serious right now, dude? Yeah, no shit. You made shamanism illegal. You know, you wiped it. You committed a genocide against those cults. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You turn the occult into a complete joke, where people think it's like fucking Satan worship, and you prop up idiots like Alistair fucking Crowley. Uh, and now and you think there's like, a war on Christianity because gay people can get married. Go fuck yourself. If you think occultists run the world, go to an occult conference. And when you see that there's like 200 people there, and, that, and that's like the biggest occult conference in the country, and it's it like maybe 300 fucking people, you know, and, and I'm sorry, it's, it's, and, and it's all Christian propaganda, and it's all, cr- cr- you know, Christianity equals good, occult equals bad. And I get so many questions about this stuff, and I have to explain this. It's like, do you get that this is right-wing Christian propaganda? This evil occultists are running the world bullshit. It's right-wing fucking Christian propaganda. That's exactly what it oh, is. Oh, man, I've I heard, mean, yeah, I've heard some outlandish shit. Um on on facebook threads uh like leading up to the election like some some girl or some teenage girl was wanting to get uh, i don't know how many abortions because she was a devil worshiper or some shit like that just ridiculous nonsense you know what's fucked up too is it's not like that shit doesn't exist i mean i know this unfortunately i mean i I try and distance myself from the occult because there's just so much like and this is the problem and like you read the Bible, and you're reading about the heroes in your Bible are, you know, basically magicians and people that are into kind of <laughs> stuff. But, no, it's true. Are you so talking you got, about Jesus? <laughs> you got, well, Jesus he's basically is, a magician. Jesus, Jesus is more like, yeah, he's more like a half-man, half-god type of entity. But then you got, I mean, you're John the Baptist, you're Moses, you're King Solomon, you're Ezekiel. These are fucking magicians. They're the heroes of your goddamn book. And yet this Christianity has, like, turned it into this, like, it's devil worship, you know? And it's like, no, but not actually those those are like... Yeah, it's, if it's I told you I got a message from a burning bush, you would call me a devil worshiper. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The heroes of your goddamn book are magicians, and yet you have determined that any, that this is... All right, yeah, okay, Burning Bush, legit, Ouija board, the devil, got it, all right. And not only that, you're not even looking into, and this is where people get confused with Curly, because Curly was a complete fucking shitbag who did more to make the occult look stupid than I think anybody in history, because he completely— He had some weird hats. He, well, yeah, he embraced this. Oh, it's evil because it was a shtick that got him publicity. And, and, and laid, probably. Probably got, probably got a lot oh, of pussy. He was famous. Oh, yeah, and dudes. Uh, he was, uh, yeah, I mean, he was famous. Nobody denies that. But he was famous precisely because he played into the shitty image of that Christianity wanted to slander the occult with. And to this day, that is what the occult is. It's like, and, and, and the thing about, like, the shitty Satanists, it's like, that does exist. There are. Oh, oh that's why I can't of, handle most of cultists oh, i get yeah. it now no, yeah no it is it's unfortunately true it's like there are in fact uh, there was an actual occult like crowley obsessed occult pedophile ring that was busted in the uk and i've, I've seen some of the shit in my feed from some it, it's like there are in 
fact, some really shitty people who want to be evil and are assholes because of their magic, and that is a real thing, but it's such a goddamn small minority. Do you know how many, like, of the percentage of shitty, like, pedophiles and racists and assholes, do you know what a small minority of those people are that are into fucking magic? Like, it's like— Yeah, I actually, I bet most of them are Christian. Yes, exactly. Most of them are Christians or Muslims or Jewish or atheists, like, because the sheer percentage of people, just like anything else, uh, you know, you're right. It's yeah. like the, the people that are into alternative spiritual practice are, are such a small, possibly the most bullied minority in the universe. Like I said, shamanism, we, we do a show where we talk about psychedelics constantly. That was made illegal. Like, that's illegal. You can get thrown in jail for it. I have been thrown in jail for it. So it's like, this is... Well, I mean, imagine if you're a black... But, but yeah, exactly. But, you know, those people are running the world, clearly. <laughs> and, and the other thing that's really irritating about those conspiracy theorists, but this isn't even the Vegas ones. Like, that was just absolute fuck everyone. And, God, I just read an article that was in The Guardian today interviewing all these Vegas survivors who are now getting harassed online. Ugh, you know, and you just – and that's the other thing that you don't get. I mean, these people don't seem to understand. It's like – this is awful what you're doing. <laughs> like, I know you think you're trying to save the world and these mass shootings are staged, but you're literally taking people that have gotten shot and were part of a huge tragedy and then forcing them offline by harassing them. Yeah, you know, there's some a- kind of psychological condition, or I, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but a lot of these events, these massive events like 9-11 or the shooting, yeah. it, it can't. There's something in our minds that like that say it can't be that simple. It just can't be, and yeah, you need a yeah. you need a reason. And if there isn't like some, if there isn't like if you don't accept the the easy, uh, you know, uh, not flashy reason, you start to make up shit because I, I guess it makes you feel better. It makes you feel yeah. like I don't know. Maybe it had like a meaning, or it, it, you know, it had a. It wasn't just some fucking lunatic. I think it's a way – I mean we're all about telling yourself stories. One, you can't understand what the fuck is going on in the world, and and I could talk about that on a spiritual level, but even outside of a spiritual level, there are, what, like 9 billion people in this world or something like that? I can't – I don't know. I haven't counted them. Yeah, I don't know where the tally is. Like, it was supposed to be 10 in 2010, but that never happened. I thought it was, I think we're like eight or nine or something like at this point. But anyways, but like, even from a perspective of like, when you start thinking about those people from their internal realities, you you cannot even keep up with this plot. Like, I can't, I don't know what my neighbors are doing. Like, living in just one city like Seattle, like, literally in one block, like, you cannot keep up with this. So, because this is something that you inherently can't understand, and I would say that's even more complicated on the spirit level, which is almost even more terrifying to a lot of people, but you make up stories to explain it to yourself, and you're constantly telling your stories what tells yourself, I understand what's going on. This makes sense. And yet you don't, and you never will. <laughs> you know? And this is what spirituality – so you're, I get it. This is like an exciting story that people can tell them. Oh, my God, there's these evil occultists that are secretly running the world, and there's this secret shadow government you know, that's, that's staging, staging, uh, staging mass shootings because then they're going to – keep doing it and eventually we're going to take away our guns and then they're taking away our guns and the new world order is going to take over and and, and it's just like this is and they've been this has been going on for so long and i've so ignored it especially like the illuminati like i'd seen as an occultist i'd seen all of the dumbass fucking videos online and it's just like you gotta be kidding and like it, it's so obvious to me that like this is christian propaganda it's like that like don't you see that the entire premise of this is that christianity equals good occult equals bad <laughs> like do you, how do you not see that and yet there's so many people that aren't even christians that don't they don't they don't see it at all they're just like mm. oh my god the evil cultures that are running the world yeah so, the illuminati yeah so like, yeah, so, so anyway, I don't know if I told this story. Actually, our last podcast was about synchronicity. This is a totally provable synchronicity on my front. Uh, so I uh, found myself in, in investigating Pizzagate. Uh, do you know what that is? Yeah, I was the just whole- thinking about that today because I was getting into it with a, a, a friend of mine who uh, is prone to conspiracy theories. And I, could, I don't know for sure, but I think, if I, I think if I would go back to his timeline, he had posted something about maybe Pizzagate and not Pizzagate – I definitely about how Hillary is a murderer. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Okay, so this is it's so it it was this obviously politically motivated thing. And talk about approval. And if you don't know what it is, it's this idea that there's a 
all-ages music venue in Washington, D.C., pizza shop slash music venue. And the idea was that a pedophile ring was being run out of this music yeah. venue. And it was utterly ridiculous. And their evidence for this was essentially, look at the art these people buy. That oh, I didn't it. even yeah, see or didn't even hear what the evidence was. That is, it was just a garbage oh. story, which got super real when a guy went there with a gun yeah, to, like, yeah. kill everybody who was yeah. molesting kids. So let me tell you my synchronicity. So I start seeing my fans, like, posting this shit on Facebook. I happen to have a slow day at work. I start investigating this. The more I'm investigating this, I'm like, oh, my God, is this fucking stupid, <laughs> right? Except then later in the day, I realized, and this is entirely approval, I realized, Oh, wait, Marina Abramovich, uh, who this, – this all started with Marina Abramovich, who is a very famous performance artist, by the way. Like, she's, I think, made a movie with Jay-Z. Like, I don't even know performance artists at all. I've actually heard of her, and that's what I realized from researching this. Is like, she's, like, the only performance artist I have heard of. Like, she's, like, a really <laughs> famous, like, big deal. So it came out – Not me. Enough, I've heard of one. His name was Jesus. He was a great magician. <laughs> he was, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, so Marina Abramovich, this whole conspiracy theory started with her um, it coming out that Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, through a hack email, was once invited to a party that she threw that he didn't go to. And, and, and so that went from he got invited to a performance artist party that he didn't go to, to Hillary Clinton is in league with Satan. If that was the jump that they made. Yeah. Like, and I'm not even making this up because she had done some performance art in the past, some performance art If you look, you can post some racy images where she has like a pentagram like carved in her chest. But, you know, she also hot. Does, and, and, But if you watch, well, you know, she is actually pretty hot, actually. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Look up some pictures when you like it. Uh, so she, she's hot and she's like 70. She's still hot. Uh, and um, You're talking so, about Clinton, uh, right? No, no, Marina Abramovich. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. Um, so anyways, so that's how this started. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Well, hold on. Pause for a second. Can you imagine how the right would lose its mind if they found out that Hillary Clinton had a pentagram carved into her chest? Oh, yeah, no. That Holy would be shit. There is a good contention. There is a good portion of people, people, uh, a portion of people that literally believe she's Satan anyway. So, oh, yeah. Anyways, so she, she is a demon. Go- Damn to hell. I have that audio from Alex Jones on this on this thing, this file thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, she smells of sulfur. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so, anyways, so I'm, inver- I'm, I'm investigating this conspiracy theory and thinking, God, is this stupid. And then I realized that Marina Abramovich is giving a sold-out talk in Seattle on the day that I'm investigating this conspiracy theory. And, this, and then later in the day, I realized that it's a cult day, officially. So I just happened to be investigating this conspiracy theory on the day that the woman who, that, who was responsible for getting this in motion happens to be giving a sold-out talk in the city that I live in, and it just happens to be a cult day. And so because of those synchronicities, I'm like, okay, this seems fucking beneath me. <laughs> like, I can't even, but I'm going to write a piece about this because this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Peace, ended up being, peace ended up being really popular. Week later, guys goes into a pizza shop and shoots up the place. <laughs> so, I mean, this is, this is I, and again, this is a provable synchronicity. I was, in fact, researching this on the day. I can prove that because I posted some things online about it. I was researching this on the day that Marina Bronovic happened to be in Seattle that happened to be a cult day. Wrote a piece about it, and a week after I wrote a piece about it, the guy went in the pizza shop and, and shot somebody. You know what's so funny? Like oh, go ahead. Yeah, and, and it is. It is the dumbest conspiracy theory ever. And just like with these crisis actors, this is part of the reason I wrote about this. And one of these guys actually ended up being on the cover of the Seattle Weekly, Arrington D. Denicio. I might be pronouncing that wrong. And because I am just kind of friends, friends with this guy. And so this guy was being harassed. His family was being harassed. And you know why? Because he put a mural that was in this comic ping pong place five years ago. They were like circulating. Oh, God. It was up there for a year, and they took it down because ping pong balls had sort of ruined it. So because this guy had a piece in Comet Ping Pong five years ago, his entire family was being harassed for being satanic pedophiles. (laughs) Yeah, that shit happens with all kinds of stuff. I've heard of people who uh, I think – the people who lived or live like right outside of where one of the planes crashed on nine eleven get so many harassing visitors because they're like, it didn't really crash. That's not a that's not a plane crash. There's no, you know, uh, yeah. evidence of a plane, and they just berate these poor people. Um, and, and, but- and 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 now 
and now you're seeing this with the Vegas people, which is even worse. Because, I mean, it's one thing to just be an artist and get harassed for completely no reason, but when you're, you've literally suffered through a mass fucking shooting, and now you're getting harassed so much. It's like, how can you not feel insensitive about it? Yeah. You know? uh, and, it's, it's funny it's, that we're you brought up synchronicity. This might be a good place to end because yeah, yeah, um, sure. I've, been, I've noticed it since we did that podcast about it. I think I've noticed a lot more things happening, or maybe I'm just more aware of it. I don't know. Maybe it's always happened. I'm just more aware of it. But I've noticed a lot yeah. more things happening, and one in particular happened last night. So normally we record these podcasts on Wednesdays, and last night we yeah. didn't do it because I, I was going to try to go to a World Series game. It didn't happen. But yeah. So last night when I get home, I start watching the X-Files, right? Yeah. And your whole thing for this podcast was about how this plain earth is hell. So yeah, the episode yeah. I watch is an episode that's like a takeoff on Groundhog's Day where this one lady relives uh, Fox and Mulder getting blown up in a bank over and over and over again. And she says to Mulder, this is hell. I am living in hell. And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. See, this is what happens when you start hanging out with me, man. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a good place to end, I think. Yeah, it is, man. All right, man. We'll chat next week. All right. Take care, Thad. All right. You too, Jake. Bye. All right, bye. Fab McCracken, disinfo.com, hooking me up with synchronicities, son of a bitch. It's a weird thing, but I think I like it. Thanks for tuning in to the Jake Dill Podcast. Come back often. Every click gets me a shiny nickel. Not really, but my bosses like the numbers, so thanks for checking it out. Thanks for listening. See ya. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.